Hey Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Good Monday, everybody. This is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy, the official sunglass of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, it now features the official camouflage of Dale Jr. That's true timber. By the way, I, I hung a tree stand yesterday, first name Davis. Oh, nice. That's that, a nice that's, Sunday activity. That's a, li- <laughs> that's a little uh, camouflage for you. I don't know. You I, I, I didn't use camouflage to hang the tree stand. I guess I hung the tree stand so I could use the true timber camouflage. Maybe with my spy sunglasses. Just go. go along with it, all okay. right? Okay. Yeah, now I got you. And now I'll finish the read. The Signature 88 Collection sunglasses now feature True Timber Camo. Get yours at spyoptic.com. That was first name Davis that you heard. I'm Mike Davis. You know what? I, I just realized actually something during this jingle that you opened us up with. You know, now we don't have so. the radio chatter because Dale's yeah. not in the car. And I just, it occurred to me that we're like year four into the download and we still don't have our own exclusive opening theme song, which is. I'm a little surprised by because as much musical talent that we have that calls reaction yeah. theater every week, you think somebody would, you know, like a Dale, we have a Dale Jr. song, but we don't have a Dale Jr. download song. Well, what is the Dale Jr. song? I don't know. Don't about we this. have a Dale song? The Dale Yeah guy. We have Dale okay, Yeah songs. Okay, oh, all right. The original Dale Yeah song. Yeah. There's been a couple. Yeah. That was a close opening theme song for yeah. us. In fact, we even had conversations with the guy. I don't remember his name. That he he was the original Dale Yeah song guy. But then he wanted us to pay him for the license. I'm not paying for the license for that song. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like he's George Strait. <laughs> like, if, if you're George Strait or Celine Dion, I'll pay for the song. Mm-hmm. If Celine Dion sings a Dell Yes song, I will pay for it. But until that, like, you know, this. You really want Celine Dion to make the Dell Jr. song? You don't think she could? I mean, she might be able to, but I feel like you might want to pick a different artist. I don't know. Like, my heart will go on, Dale, yeah. Something like that? But we're not supposed to be making <laughs> another Dale, yeah song. We're supposed to be making a Dale Jr. No, download song. D- d- yeah, that's true. But a Dale, yes, you know, Dale, yeah can be in the Dale Jr. download yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. You just, you think somebody, what if we had Datto, uh, you know, lay, lay one down with his band Sloppy Yellow? It might just be awful enough to make the show. Yeah, we put it on Reaction Theater. I don't know if we'd put it in the open. I don't know, man. Somebody raps in Reaction Theater it, today. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Submarine Mike? No, it's they call out both Submarine Mike and Dado. Actually, they don't really call out Dado. They okay. are Team Sloppy Yellow, but we'll, I don't get on, know. we'll get on with the show. Maybe. Wait a second. No, 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 no I'm not, I'm not no. moving on yet. Yeah. What if Submarine Mike gives his best attempt to give us an opening theme song, and Dado gives his best attempt at an opening theme song, and it's and a contest, and we see who can actually do the or and that decides this whole president an independent race. right <laughs> right yeah. yeah maybe yeah the president of junior nation yeah, maybe that's it, it. Oh, Wh- whoever decided or you could have an independent like Gary yeah. Johnson Field of Johnson so somebody else can come in and trump the two leading party candidates did you just did you just use that word on purpose. No, I didn't. But oh, I see what you, yeah, yeah that's pretty go. clever, yeah, huh? Yeah, Trump them, huh? Yeah, yeah, he did. 
All right, there so I like you this idea. two candidates. I just feel like in year life. four, it, you know, it's time we had you know our own Dale Jr. download song. We yeah. shouldn't have to use the uh, generic stuff anymore. Absolutely. If we're actually going somewhere. All right, you're right. We will uh, move on with the show. We, this themeless Dale Jr. download is also Taylor Zarzerless. Yeah. Taylor was a busy man yeah. last week. He was very busy. He was at the Ryder uh, Ryder Cup on Friday. Yep. He went to Auburn, Alabama to call the Auburn La Mo game for SEC Network <laughs> on Saturday. He went back to, was it Minnesota? Minnesota, Hazeltine. For, for the Ryder Cup on mm-hmm. Sunday, which was insane. I also heard him on Feinbaum earlier in the week. Yeah. So And he was on WFNZ locally here in Charlotte for a guest spot, and they were making fun of him about being big time for being on Feinbaum. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well, I could get on board with making fun yeah. of Tyler. Hey, we ought to call him. Yeah. He's probably pretty tired right now. We're going to call Taylor and uh, loop him into this podcast because uh, it just doesn't feel right without him. Let's do that. Speed dial. Taylor Zarza, are you there? I am here, sort of. Are you hungover? Because if you're not hungover, then you do not love America. Yes, I'm hungover. Good. Because I, I don't want to hear that I'm a professional media guy, a professional radio guy. The Americans won the Ryder Cup for the first time in eight years, and you are there in Minnesota, my friend. You need to celebrate. Am I, I don't want to hear that you did not celebrate. Well, let me just say that it was one of the best days I've ever had, let alone sporting events I've ever been to. And I know everyone that loves NASCAR out there certainly loves America, like you said. It, you know, it's funny, a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast aren't diehard golf fans. That means that they are diehard Ryder Cup fans because it's, it's just crazy how it brings a bunch of people together. But you'll love this story, Mike. Um, the guy that runs our PGA channel for Sirius XM, we were at the uh, team hotel last night, and we didn't think we were going to hang out with the team itself because they were in this private room. And then all of us, and we were like, all right, well, we're just going to go back to our hotel. And then all of a sudden there was this sign on the ground that said Team USA Team Room and had an arrow pointing in that direction. My man, Jeremy, just started walking in that direction and said, well, by God, that's where we're going. And um, we might have had a little bit of fun with the boys. I saw a picture with you. and a lot to celebrate. Yeah, I saw a picture with you and Phil Mickelson, and I guess that was Jeremy that was also in the picture. You can check out Taylor's Twitter feed and his Instagram feed. So I knew that you had made your way into the celebration area, and I do have a little bit of uh, understanding of how that is because Boo Weekly has told us uh, uh, stories from his Ryder Cup past. That's and, right. And that's a party. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You think you know partying. I don't know. The Ryder Cup has another gear. When you win the Ryder Cup, uh, they, they, par- they, don't, they don't hold back. They don't have a restrictor plate oh in those parties. No, they don't. Uh, I had one because uh, I had too much to do, but they do not. You're absolutely right. I, I'm, I might uh, need to check and make sure some of those guys are okay after uh, what happened last night, but it is, man. It's it's just one of those bucket list items. It's kind of like, you know, to me, going to a night race at Bristol or and, and experiencing all of that, you know, for a couple of days. Daytona 500, Martinsville short track race has to be on that list, in my opinion. Uh, Ryder Cup is one of those bucket list items that no matter how much you care about golf, you must go do it. I really honestly think, Mike, it's like trying to hit a the, – the pressure you face there is like trying to hit a driver – in the in front of the student section at Bryant Denny Stadium, like right. it's it's that loud, that crazy, and you your nerves are going wild. It's it's amazing. So here's the deal. All right, we wanted to have have you on. I know that you've been slammed all weekend. You've been you know 
traveling the globe, doing all your work. So I'm going to throw you a couple scenarios. We had an interesting weekend in racing. Uh, Dale Jr. Yeah. obviously was on hand at Right? You got Truex that kind of went in and put the old uh, – if there was anything close to the American domination in the Ryder Cup, it was Truex in that race yesterday. He, he kind of laid Good. it to Great. them. Um, we had our first round of cuts. So I want to throw some impressions that I had, and I want to get your feedback on them, kind of what your impressions okay. are on what I have. First and foremost – I realized something. I don't know. Maybe the other people. Maybe I'm just slow to this. But did you realize Jeff Gordon finished 10th yesterday? It was his first top 10 in the 88 car since he took over. That was seven races he's been in this. This is his first top 10. I did, you know, I did notice that. I, I know that he's had um, – there's been a couple times where he certainly could have had a better finish than that. But uh, that was – I think it speaks really, Mike, to more than anything. Just the, all the scrutiny that Greg Ives received – earlier in the year, and we were talking, you know, ad nauseum about it on this podcast. I think that he's had a really good year as a crew chief, considering everything that, that's gone on. Obviously, the, everything that Dale Jr. is battling. Alex Bowman has performed well. Jeff Gordon, 10th place finish yesterday. I don't know about you, man, but I, I'm really pleased with the entire 88 team, especially in the last two months. I, you've had consistent performance from that team on a week-in, week-out basis. And, you know, Dale, you know, talked a lot last week on this podcast and every time he's with us about um, how much he appreciates those guys and the great job that they're doing. I I thought it was really evident yesterday. Yeah, I guess my opinion on that is they have done a really good job keeping the boat afloat, so to speak. I mean, you go through three drivers and you have this, you know, musical chairs of drivers. I mean, that's difficult for a team. And we've had conversations about that. I, I would also say that, Jeff Gordon finishing 10th, I mean, I don't know. The performance of the 88 team hasn't changed with the drivers. I think the 88 team has right. sort of been in that 10th to 12th place, which, listen, I'm not saying that that's where we want to be. I'm just saying it's been sort of consistent no matter who's in the car, and um, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I think anybody on that team, Ives especially, would tell you that. Typically, when you see a, a, a driver out of the car, the regular driver out of the car, you don't see this kind of consistent performance. You right. see a young guy like an Alex Bowman. You see a young guy that's in the car. And quite honestly, I mean, we'd have to go back and look at, like, Austin Dillon when he was driving for smoke when he was injured or um, Eric Jones when he was driving for Kyle Bush. I really feel like, at least, I, and again, I haven't looked this up, but I really feel like the 88th performance has been better, at least in those examples on a week-in, week-out basis. So I think there's something to be said for that. Well, I'm going to give you some other little piece of tidbit that I, uh, I started number crunching. I don't know why I started number crunching, but I did. I was curious about something, and I had not heard anybody say this. And I want to get your impressions on that, based especially off of what you just said. If you take Dale Jr.'s point total after his final race at Kentucky, okay? So he had – when he finished that Kentucky race, he finished 13th. We know that, that was his last race in the 88 car this year. He had 461 points, okay? So follow along here. If you were to assign him the points that Gordon and Bowman collected in the ensuing eight races leading up to yesterday, okay? So, like, I know this isn't a perfect science, but if you were to take his point total that he got and assigned him the points that Bowman and Gordon – had collected over the last eight races, do you know, Taylor Zarzer, Dale would not have made the chase? Really? He would have finished 17th in the chase standings. I was sitting here looking at this. Here's why. Because positions 1 through 13 were already taken because of wins, right? So that left 14th, 15th, and 16th 
available for the non-win guys. Chase Elliott scored 681 points he, uh, to give him 14th. Austin Dillon, 679 to give him 15th. McMurray, 676 to give him 16th. Mm. Dale Jr. would have been 17th with 638 points if he would have had the, the points that Gordon collected and Bowman collected. Now, I will say this. That's not a perfect Forget science. Forget everything I just said about the idiots. Well, I'm kidding. I think I would like to think that Dale Jr. would have done better. I I really do. I mean, Dale, you know, without obviously, yeah, without I mean, any there's question, there's no doubt. Jr. had a better average finish uh, when he was in the car, but also there were some you know fluky things and and some things that uh, Alex Bowman probably created, especially in his first race at New Hampshire with the the run in on pit road that ultimately cut his tire down. There were there were things that Dale Jr. as experienced as he is would have avoided and and therefore had better finishes, but. They would not have made the chase, and that was a little, I don't know. That was, <laughs> I just always assumed that he was in it. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I was yeah. wondering that was because I, the 10th, the last three races, the 88 team has finished 10th, 14th, and 10th. I believe that's right. Is that right, Davis? 10th, 14th, and 10th. Because Bowman got a top 10 a couple weeks ago. Gordon got a top 10 yesterday. And I'm like, well, that surely would have, uh, you know, put them into the next round. They would not have, you know, missed that cut. They would have made it. But would they have even been in the chase? And I need to go back and look at it. And that's when I went back and looked and said, you know, they would not have been in the chase. So does that change your opinion about anything? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, I mean, it is. I didn't realize that. Um, I, I would. I, I agree. I think Dale Jr. would have accumulated more points. No question. I think he would have. I think that what I'm more confident in is what you just told me, is the finish in the last three races absolutely would have had them in the top, top 12 get to the next round so the fact that they have you know fill-in drivers one of the greatest in the history of nascar being one of them um but the fact that they saw fill-in drivers and would have made the next round they're better than the four drivers that didn't make it that i I guess i'm more confident in in that i i don't if we sat here three weeks ago and made a prediction on whether the 88 team would get enough points if they were qualified to get into the next round, I probably would have said no. So I, I guess I'm more, I'm going to take the glass half full approach and, and just concentrate on what they've done since the chase started. Well, here's the other thing, and we can't go without saying it, is that they race differently knowing that they're not racing for a chase spot now. I mean, they, ever since Junior sure. was out of the car, that you, you do different things. You don't, uh, you, you know, you maybe take more chances. In fact, I think Gordon could have probably finished eighth yesterday or maybe seventh. Uh, but they stayed out longer because why not? I mean, like, you know, you don't really have anything to lose, whereas those Chase guys clearly are playing it safe, especially in this first round. I think that'll change here in the next few weeks. But, um, you know, certainly there were no big, you know, big risky uh, moves by the Chase guys. I want to actually go to that. So the back four, the, the people that missed the cut are Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson, Jamie McMurray, and Chris Boucher. Uh, are you surprised by this list of drivers failing to make the cut or no? No, I'm not. I mean, I, you know, the smoke of not making it to the next round is definitely a big story because it's the end of his career. But based off of performance, I think, quite honestly, Mike, I mean, I, you, you tell me where you would differ. I, I don't think any of those I, – I thought all four of those guys were going to be the toughest bet to make it to the next round. Yeah, I thought so, too. I wasn't really surprised. Uh, but, you know, I went and looked at the back four to start the chase, and three of the back four to start this chase advanced. Jamie McMurray was the only one that was in the back four to start the chase that did not advance. So you had Kurt Busch, 
who had a win. So I don't know if you would even go. You know, he he was sitting there in ninth or tenth. That's that ninth through thirteenth tie position. So uh, Kurt Busch was there, and then you had uh, Chase Elliott advances, Austin Dillon advances. They were in the back four. Uh, you know, when the chase started. So Kyle Larson fell. James, uh, I'm sorry, Chris Boucher, obviously, with his win, fell, and Tony Stewart fell. Um, I, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, Boucher had never thought – I'd be honest with you. If, if we were being honest with ourselves, Tony Stewart was not really a contender all year. He got that never. win. He got that win at the road course, and he deserved it because he punted – you know, he, he punted people to get it. So good for him. But he's never really a chase contender. He's never really a championship no. threat. So, no. No. Kyle Larson, he kind of came on there at the end. McMurray, forgot he was out there all year. Didn't really pay attention. I, I, I just forgot he was there. Uh, Boucher, <laughs> I didn't only forget he was there. I didn't know he was in the Cup Series uh, until he won. Uh, so, wow. Shots fired. Not, no, it's just, a, it's just the truth. <laughs> I mean, and that was a rain delay. Uh, that was Chris, Chris Boucher, I've never heard of him. Not heard of him, but I knew he raced a few years ago when he won the Xfinity Championship. I didn't even know he was actually a, a – a cup regular until he won that race. <laughs> Tony Stewart never really been a contender. In the words of QCB, Chris Boucher didn't even know he was alive. <laughs> QCB, why have we not had him on this show? This is this is the thought that I keep having, Mike Davis. Is look, Marty Marty Truex yesterday, unbelievable. Martin Truex has been one of, if not the best drivers all year long, and the fact that he's really his team has really turned it on once the chase is started, you know, speaks to the strength of that team. And, and again, it's kind of some people call it a one-man operation or a, a one-team, you know, a one-team deal. But obviously with, with Gibbs um, helping them out with horsepower, that, that changes things dramatically. I, I have a feeling that someone that has really not been talked about hardly at all as the, one of the best drivers in the sport has a real chance to win this thing. Because that's the way that this works sometimes. You know, then all of a sudden you have a guy or two laying in the weeds that's going to come out of nowhere that hasn't really had a great year. I think you know where I'm going with this. I, th- I, 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 I have a guess. feeling in the next seven races that that 48 team is going to really start turning it on. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win another championship. You know, the fact they, and the reason I say that is because of, of Jimmy and Chad and how experienced they are. Most if you think about it, like if you compare Jimmy's season to most of his seasons, I think that that would be really frustrating that they're not living up to the same standards that they've always set. But I also think that they kind of feel like, you know what, we're playing with house money right now, and I wouldn't be surprised they win a race in these next couple of weeks. Obviously, they're going to a place that uh, a couple of places that have been his personal playground coming up. I wouldn't be surprised he wins one of these things gets all the way to the end, and he's terrific at Homestead. So, I, I don't know. That thought just keeps going through my mind. He's good, but you can't beat yourself, and they beat themselves yesterday. I think he if, uh, of the drivers that could have challenged Martin Truex, Jimmy was certainly one of them, and yet they have that pit. They have a pit road penalty because a guy got over the wall too soon, and that ultimately – I think he came back to finish seventh. Uh, there's no margin for error in the chase. That's goes, That goes without saying. So uh, – that 48 team isn't necessarily running. Well, Jimmy is awesome, and Chad is awesome. The team has got to put it all together to beat those Toyotas because I, th- I still think Denny Hamlin has something to say uh, because of the tracks that lay up uh, for him. 
You got, uh, you know, Martinsville, obviously, he's really good at. Carl Edwards is probably going to come back in this thing uh, and, win, you know, sneak in and win a race because I've forgotten about him. And it's like, man, I know everybody hates saying it, but those Toyotas are all there still, right? The, the, the ones that we had to beat, they're still there. And uh, makes me it makes me frustrated too. Yeah, you know, and I was going to ask you about that because Martin Truex goes and dominates yesterday, and you know, Davis Williams here was telling me he goes, you know, he he was reading where people pretty much the championship is his to lose. Do you agree with that? Because I can tell you what my opinion is after you say it. No, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's the champion. I mean, if we're basing it off of the way that we accumulated points for. 95% of the seasons in the history of the sport, absolutely. In right. this format that we've gone to the last couple of years, no. Right. Not with knockout rounds and all of a sudden, you know, you get in. Hey, Ryan Newman almost won the championship. Ryan Newman almost won the championship. And you want to talk about people forgetting they're on the track, and he's certainly uh, an example of that at times. time. Yeah. I, I, look, if, if we're going to talk about who – if we're, if we're right now today voting for driver of the year, then that's a different conversation. But I, I, I just feel like with the tracks they're going to coming up these next four or five weeks, I think that anything is possible. And I, I, just, I still have that feeling about the 48 being involved in things. I, if Truex wins, I would be great. I think all of us would love that, right? I mean, he's real close with Dale Jr. and uh, such a good guy and, story with Sherry and Martin, I think, would even get more traction, which is great. And, uh, you know, I think that they could do a lot of good in the world. They already are. So uh, I, I would be ecstatic for them if they won a championship. That's the only Toyota, though, I think I could stomach, Mike. I'm, I'm hoping that um, Chevrolet wins the championship again. Chase is still in there. Don't forget, he may be your dark horse. You there know? you go. Wouldn't that be How something? good a story would that be? You want to talk about a giant story for the I don't think it could get any bigger than that. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, well, before we go into Reaction Theater, Mike, I, I want to ask you about Dale Jr. at the track. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, last week he was here on the on the podcast with us, and, I, he, you know, he seemed to have some nerves about going, but he talked about going to that concert and doing some things that are kind of out of the box that get his anxiety up, and he's challenging himself, and he said this would be a significant challenge to be with the team and, at the racetrack all weekend long. And, you know, I know I was going all over the place, but I was thinking about him all weekend long and, and hoping that it was a good experience for him. I, I'd be curious to see if he's got an update for us on how you felt uh, his weekend went. Well, you know what? I'm actually curious, too. we got Tyler Overstreet's going to come on down here for the Nationwide segment here in a bit, and uh, I'm going to ask him those same things. From what I know, you know, he did do a lot of media on Friday. I'm sorry, on Saturday when he arrived. He didn't. He wasn't there the whole weekend. He got in there Saturday morning. And so he went to the – actually, it's funny. He went to the Mooresville High football game Friday. That was awesome. Right. That was awesome, those pictures of him, of Kerry and him. Right. Really cool. I mean, it was homecoming at Mooresville High. So he went – again, it's, it is kind of cool that he's getting to do stuff that he's never been able to do. He's never been able to go to his high school's homecoming game. Never. And that he's able to do it and, and willing to do it is just it's, – it's awesome. So, yeah, he does that Friday. He goes over to Dover on Saturday, gets there in time for first practice. Uh, does some media. Had some really cool things to say. But uh, if you listen to this podcast, obviously it wasn't really anything new. Um, he gives it here first. But, uh, you know, Davis here printed out some of his quotes. He said, I feel so much better than I did five weeks ago. Uh, I would never have thought about coming to the racetrack five weeks ago. 
and, and I can say that that is absolutely true. Uh, Junior on his timetable to return, I'm not ready to get in a race car. I know that. I know when I'm ready, and it's not one of those things that uh, has a schedule. You don't know when you're going to be all right. I'm good. Let's do this. I've been driving a simulator a little bit. This is not the same thing as driving a real race car, but it does challenge me mentally and does challenge the issues and symptoms. So, uh, you know, that Junior was saying a lot of the things that he said last week here on the podcast, and um, I think for with all intents and purposes, it went well. I mean, I saw him on the pit box there. Uh, he actually got in uh, down on the ground level and was doing some work with the guys during the race, which is something I'm going to ask Tyler about. Oh, and, and, and Thursday, I forgot about this, he went to Talladega and was hanging out with the Alabama gang for that victory tour appearance and uh, had a lot of fun with that. So I think it was a good weekend, and we're going to see a lot more of Dale at the track, but this was a, a good first step. Yeah, well, that's good to hear, and I'm certainly looking forward to his next visit with us. Um, all of us uh, pulling hard for him, and you know, and look, I know it's easy for somebody that does a a, a podcast with him to, to say something like this on the Dale Junior download, but I, you just don't get this anywhere else from any other athlete. You know, I I have the best job in the world, Mike. I don't know anyone that has is more fortunate than I am to get to do what I do for a living, and it gives me access to all these great people. And there are the the sports world is filled with great people. There are. For every bad egg, I'll give you 99 good ones. There are all there are a lot of great people that live their lives, you know, interact with the people in a similar way. But all of them are guarded. All of them are worried and nervous about what they say. So many people around them that are nervous about what they say, and they just don't have, I don't think the appreciate. Well, I think they have an appreciation, but they don't think long and hard about each and every one of their fans and the impact that they have on them. Dale Jr. does that. And I just, being part of, that's why I love doing this podcast with you is because we're representing a guy that does it differently than anyone else. And, you know, the fact that he would take so much time in the last two months to sit down with us and talk to each and every one of the fans and tell them how he's feeling detailed, by, you know, just so detailed about what's going on right now with his balance and, what he needs to do in order to get back in the car and not just live a normal life, but get back in the car. I, I'm really grateful to him for that. So we're all pulling hard. Well, that means a lot coming from you because, hey, first name, you know what? Taylor was on fine bomb. He Taylor was. was on, Taylor was on fine bomb. He was. I think he's gotten made fun of for it more than he's been praised for it. He That's where I want to go with this. He was on here locally, and they were giving him a hard time about being too Hollywood. How was your fine bomb experience? It was good. You know, Paul's uh, – Paul's always been a good guy, and I've always enjoyed uh, interacting with him. But, uh, yeah, it was good. The, it just It's amazing the following he has. Like, Twitter just explodes, and all these people I hadn't heard from forever are, uh, are trying to send me a message and make fun of my hair or make fun of, uh, you know, did you really wear that much makeup? And I was like, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> but uh, it was. That, was. that was pretty cool. And he, uh, he was asking me about Dale Jr. a lot, actually. Uh, before the podcast started, because he was saying, "Okay, let me make sure I got all this of what you're doing right now." And we got to the download. And he said he he asked a lot of questions about Dale and how he was feeling. So, well, I wish that I, was pretty neat. But uh, I wish Paul but, would uh, be a but, peach. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. I wish Paul would be a peach and ask him about Dale during the segment and not before the yeah. segment. But should have gotten into that. Well, there'll be more. T- there'll be more opportunities to do that. All right, let's do some reaction theater. Did we get some calls, Davis? We did. Weapon for Daddy. He just called Reaction Theater and Mike Davis. 
go Eagles, and you still suck. Del Jr., left you being on the box. Made me want to watch the race. Craven, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh-oh. If you quit putting your head out of your ass, don't tell Del Jr. fans what they, what they expect. Thank you, and goodbye. Is that our buddy Joshua? Yeah, Joshua Prophet, old Georgia Southern. That's boy. right, Georgia Southern. Hey, so Taylor, he brings up a point. He hit a lot of points, but I'm going to bring up one of them. So Ricky Craven went out and said that Junior should just retire. Uh, and, and clearly Joshua is not happy with that. Do you have an opinion? I like Ricky Craven a lot and respect him a, a great deal, but uh, I would never, ever tell a man to stop ch- uh, chasing his dream and chasing doing something that fulfills him professionally if, in fact, he wanted to continue chasing those dreams. I think Dale and our junior has a whole lot to live for. There's a lot outside of the racetrack that I know he's excited about, but he wants to end his career on his own terms, and if he uh, if he has the health in order to do that, then he absolutely, if he wants to get back in the car, that should be his choice, and I completely support him for that. Yeah, you know, I didn't have nearly the problem that everybody else did with it because I know Ricky is in the commentary business. He is paid to have an opinion and share them on TV. And I also know that Ricky, you know where he's coming from. He's coming from uh, Dale Jr.'s best intentions, and, he, and he's worried about sure. his cl- quality of life. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. DW years ago when he's like, Dale Jr. just needs to go drive in the truck series. It's not like your dog and Dale. It's that he was legitimately concerned about his quality of life. Doesn't no want doubt him to risk it. that. So I don't have a problem with where, what Ricky said. Well, no, it's but his I just opinion. Think, I think Mike, if he want, if Ricky wants to say if it were me, I don't think that I would want to do this anymore. Then that's completely acceptable. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but if, but if I listen, Dale Jr. has been as um, informative through this process as anyone ever would be. Anyone I can ever think of has been. And there is no question he has done all of his due diligence when it comes to what decisions he needs to make moving forward. As of right now, the man wants to get back into the car and drive again and end on his own terms. And I don't think that Dale – and Dale said this, Mike, you've said this. He's, the, the idea behind him being out of the car right now is to put, put him in a position where he's in better health than he was before what happened in Michigan. So if he's going to do it again, which obviously he has every intention of doing, he, his, his objective is to be even healthier than he was before. And so, um, look, it, it has to be his decision. It's got to be, and it will be. Amen to that. All right, what's next? Martin Truex wins it again, man. He's starting to be a favorite for the championship. Good to see him win again. And it's nice to see Dale Jr. at the track, man. When I seen him, I knew he was going to be there. When I seen him on the pit box watching TV, man, it just made me feel more comfortable even watching the race, knowing he's there. So I'm glad he's at the, the on the pit box doing better. Can't wait for him to be back at Daytona. And all around is a pretty good race, but Martin Truex is my favorite for the championship. And with that, hashtag Mike Davis don't suck. You guys have a good day, and that's all. Thanks. Well, we got a Mike Davis don't suck at the end. Yeah, that's good. I wonder if he means me or the other two Mike Davises that I went to high school with. That's the question. Yeah. All right, what's next? Hey, my name is Angela Groom from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dill Jr. in the pit box at the track. Jeff Gordon, top ten. Dale freaking fracking, yeah. Good to see you at the track. You look great. Well, you always look great, Junior, but 
You're looking really good now. God bless, buddy. Take care. Bye. There you go, Taylor Zarzar. Dale Jr., does Jr. look really good? Go. <laughs> it's a no-win situation for you right here. It's, it's, yeah, it isn't. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got a, he's, he's a, he is in great physical condition, and he's got, the studi- he's got the studious look going right now. Yes, he does. He does. Now, I loved got, her enthusiasm. Yeah, she does have good enthusiasm. You know, Junior got a haircut last week. We were kind of dogging him about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was funny. Were you in there? He popped in that meeting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like showing off first, his haircut. First name and I were in a meeting, and he pops in there, dogs my haircut. And I yeah. said, well, hey, you cl- clearly are owning yeah. yours right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway. I have to. I do have to say, guys, um, last week Junior and I dogged um, Mike because he got the iPhone 7, and Mike isn't going to have any headphones anymore. I have to tell you, traveling like crazy, I might have to get the iPhone 7 and turn my back on Junior uh, with, when it comes to the headphone thing because I, I could go without those from now on. I'm going to tell you something, guys, and this is a fact. I didn't add this last week, but I, I, I realized it this week. Now, listen here. I don't use the iPhone headphones. I use whoever makes our ear molds, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's not an Apple product. I had a problem getting those to fit into the iPhone 6 because of my case. So my case has the hole, but with the way that it's configured, I had a problem. But with that little adapter now, my problem is that not it's fixed. It's fixed. So the iPhone 7 adapter, which is oh. about, what, a two-inch little cord that, yeah. you know, you plug it. It actually fixes that problem for me. So it, I'm even better off than I was. I'm not even just. I just want to go. I, I just want to go cordless. I'm just, I've had enough of these things in my ears at all times. I want to go cordless, too. I also want to. So Junior loses on yeah. this one. We win. I, I tell you what, the iPhone 7, go get it. It's where it's at. You can make a phone call while, like, standing in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I look at the people Reaction that dog. Reaction theater brought to you by the iPhone 7. The, the people that dog the iPhone 7 are the same people that say races are boring or something like that. And I don't have anything that, they're helpless. I, you can't help them. They're going to complain about something. You know, you got to gotta adapt. You gotta adapt. You gotta change with the times. They probably don't like points as they run either. Hey, did you notice that Dale Jr. Yeah, complained like, about that again? Where this are week? the darn points on the, as they run? That was funny, Taylor. <laughs> so you know, last week, I did see that. Dale Jr. said that he did not like the points yeah. as they run, and then as he's sitting on the pit box, he tweets, "Where are the points as they run?" <laughs> we uh, got some tweets about that. That was funny. Yeah. All right. What's next? Gloom, despair, nagony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, the most Chevys would have no luck at all. So gloom, despair, and agony on me. Yeah, I guess I'd settle for a third-place Xfinity and a third-place cup race. Glad JRM got good, good ones in yesterday, or this morning, my bad. And uh, old Georgia boy, who? Chase uh, <laughs> finished in third. Swear to him. Dang old Toyotas, man. Yeah, it's true, actually. Still, the freaking Toyota, man. And then old Suarez. They can go Suarez somewhere else for all I care. <laughs> Just, uh, I hated that old Smoke missed the cut. That was a little shocking. But uh, I was hoping he would pull a rabbit out of his ass. But, you know, you can't always get what you want. Algar, yeah. Elliot, yeah. Chase, hoo, yeah. Dale, yeah. Glad to see he was around the track this weekend. Good for him. Later. You know where I bet he was not doing that old Georgia Bulldog bark? Where? After the Tennessee Ooh. game. Yeah. Ooh, man. He won't be doing it after that? this weekend's game either. Who do they play this weekend? The oh, game. Game. Cox. Uh-oh. We'll lose by t- only 20. 
I feel like they might be barking again after the game. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's next? Well, it's a pretty good weekend for for Junior Motorsports. Sadler had a good finish. He made the next round. So did Justin Allgaier. So we're all good there. I'd like to say congratulations to Greg Ives for pulling his head out of his ass since Junior was on the pit box and made the right call, getting Jeff Gordon up front, lead some laps, push it a little bit. Uh, be aggressive. I don't know why the hell he can't do that when Dale Jr. is driving the car, but he sure as hell got his head out of his butt and did a good job with Jr. on top of the box. So kudos to you, uh, Greg Ives. But remember this when Jr. is driving the, and behind the, behind the wheel. Remember how you did this today, and don't forget. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that that pumpkin-headed Tony Stewart didn't make the chase. That fat, loudmouth son of a wrecking everybody to get in the chase. And then what he do? He laid a big egg and didn't even make it out of the first round. That, that came out Great. exactly the way he deserved. When I get my Tony Stewart bottlehead, uh, bobblehead in Texas, I'll probably put that some in a box and um, mail it to, uh, I don't know, we'll mail it to China. We'll mail it back to China and see what happens there. Last thing I'd like to say is, Submarine Mike, you better bring your damn A game because this is a chase, and so far your calls absolutely suck. <laughs> Nobody likes them, especially uh, Junior Nation. Ricky Craven, you're starting to sound like an old, uh, uh, an old uninformed person. You are not the doctor. Dale Jr. has a team of doctors. I expect you to maybe go hire a, a, a mental health professional so you can finally get over the demons that you have brought up or that this is brought up because of the troubles that you had with your concussions. So, Ricky Craven, this is the last pass you get for sounding like an idiot on the Dale Jr. retirement uh, conspiracy. You're the only one bringing it up. Drop it. Dale Jr.'s in good hands. Dale, yeah. Hmm. Some strong words. And he did that during his rant scope last night. He, he, he did that during his rant scope? Yeah, he ran scoped and called reaction theater. Oh, really? That, yeah. Well, that's pretty clever. I'm sure people enjoyed that. Damn. First, first name watching the Ramscopes uh, for Dado. Dado's mad yeah. at me right now because I've, I've questioned my loyalty towards him, you know, as uh, the uh, president of Junior Nation. We have a big election, obviously, coming up here soon in a few weeks with him and Submarine Mike. And oh. he was a little upset with me. But um, I don't know. Submarine Mike's call last week was kind of persuasive. I, I, uh, I've done a lot of soul searching. I want you to know, Mike Davis, and um, I'll have an announcement next week. Oh, Dell Junior download! Wow. We were also talking about how the Dell Junior download somehow doesn't have a theme song yet. Yeah, we're in your Ford Taylor, and and you would think of all the musical talent it's we true. don't have, yeah. we would have them, but you know we don't. So t- tell him. We what thought we- about having the election between them decided by, or there could be an independent decided by who could come up with the best Dell Junior download theme song. And you know, hmm. Dado has a band. They're awful, but he does have a band. <laughs> so, c- c- who can write a song that w- could be our open and and perform it? Lay it down. Lay the track down for us, and uh, the winner would be the president, the official president of Junior Nation. What do you think? Or it could be somebody else. Like I was saying earlier, uh, it could be an independent, like Gary Johnson. It could somebody do, else could come. Do you out. realize how hard some ring? you understand how hard Submarine Mike is going to work on this? Yeah. It might actually affect his marriage because you know he's going to bring his wife into it. Yeah. uh, He's going to put a lot of man hours into it, I can promise you. Does he have a call today on Reaction Theater? He does. Oh, he does. Oh, all right. Well, we got to hear this. But it's not a song or anything. But he does. Let's hear it. Yeah. 
Oh, my goodness. I just happened to watch the Periscope of Datto making his reaction theater call. Jiminy Christmas. It's no wonder First Name Davis looks like he's tired all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. He sounded like a monkey f***ing a football. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Datto goes off on me last week. Listen, you sanctimonious SOB. Well, you know what? Let me take that back because I'd have to explain what sanctimonious means. <laughs> and trying to explain that definition to Datto and his five peeps would be like trying to explain algebra to my demented dog who you hear in the background. He's so upset. He's been barking ever since he heard Datto's scope. It was that bad. But as far as last week is concerned, Datto, <laughs> what you said last week is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone listening to this podcast is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no cool points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Hashtag Dahlia. Hashtag good to see him at the track. Hashtag Mike Davis rocks. Hashtag Taylor. Come to the light. You give me a good <laughs> comment on today's calls, and I will sing you another song. Uh-oh. Just for you. Ooh. Serenading with mm. Ooh. Mm. That sounds like a deep cut. think about that. Which direction I want to go after that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, do we need to leave y'all alone I, uh, a little bit? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> listen, Submarine Mike has definitely impressed me with some of his recent calls, and he gets creativity points for uh, the dog barking in the background, for sure. <laughs> the dog was barking, that's, that's for sure. All right, was there anything else? One more. It might be a little hard to hear, so stop me if it is, but it's this guy's trying to rap. Okay. Submarine Mike, on the track. About to destroy ya. Cool ya, sloppy. Dado, I never liked your flow. Ooh. Every time I see you, you are in the backhoe. When you're not doing that, you're periscoping on your phone, going to and fro, yeah. Say you got the better called a dirty mo. I don't think so. You just keep on pouring concrete. Wait, you can't even do that either, yo. Man, that's a low blow, submarine mate. Man. Mike, while you're hating on the crew chief, I don't like your running PCs. You've never given me any relief. Because, come on, you don't even know what happens at the HMS debrief. In all honesty, I don't know what's closer to the ground. But splitting your intelligence level. Mike, I'm going to send you back to preschool because you obviously ride a little trike. Junior nation don't appreciate an old man who's childlike. Oh, I just destroyed this. <laughs> Dirty Mo rap battles. Who won? Who's next? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. Well, listen. Okay, so could I understand all of it? No, yeah. but it's, I think that's only because of audio quality, right? Like yeah. I wanted to hear what they were saying. I did catch some of it. They were taking some shots. Yeah. At yeah, both uh, of them. Yeah. Both at them. both of them. Yes. Yes. Well. Uh, Many people in this country, Mike Davis, right now, have been wanting a write-in candidate. Oh, my gosh. Who is this, Davis? Do we I know? love mystery caller. Caller, Identify is, yourself. Yeah. You may be on to something. You may be stealing some votes here. Man, I need to know who this <laughs> is because they may be in the running for the theme song. Hey, our theme song could be a rap. Uh, hell, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm down with that. Man, that was pretty good. Wow. What? If, what I like it. 
What, what, what kind of world are we going to live in when Dado and Submarine Mike have to join forces to combat the uh, attacks of other people? It's like the Junior Nation Avengers. Right. You know, uh, last night uh, I saw Phil Nicholson and Tiger Woods giving a bunch of bro hugs to each other, saying, I love you, man, over and over uh, again. So, hey, anything's possible. So Tiger was there? Oh, yeah, Tiger's one of the vice captains. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Patrick Reed told him he wasn't going to sit is, him. The point is, if, you know, if they can get together, maybe Dado and Submarine Mike can come together, join forces. Maybe. We'll see. Sounds like the gauntlet's been thrown down, though, by this uh, mystery person. Well, that's cool. Good reaction mystery theater rapper. right there. Little mystery. That's probably his name. That's reaction theater. Don't forget, this is brought to you by Spy, the official sunglasses of Dale Earnhardt Jr. That now has camouflage, Taylor. You could wear that to the Ryder Cup. How about that? The old Spy He's the best kind of camo, too. I know it. The Signature 88 Collection sunglasses now feature True Timber Camo. You can get yours at spyoptic.com. It's time for the Nationwide segment. But first, have you ever wondered what's in Dale Jr.'s garage? Well, now is your chance to find out thanks to Chevrolet, Hendrick Motorsports, NASCAR, and Nationwide. Dale Jr.'s partners are giving you a chance to win a 2016 Chevy Silverado and a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime trip to NASCAR Champions Week in Las Vegas, including access to the exclusive NASCAR Sprint Cup Series award ceremony. Go to www.winyourchevy.com before October 24th to enter for your chance to win. No purchase necessary. See official rules for details. We're sort of going back old school nationwide segment. We used to do interviews with uh, various people, and we're going to do that today for the nationwide segment. We've got Tyler Overstreet in the studio. What's up, Tyler? What's up, Mike? Tyler's, uh, as, as most of you people know, Tyler is uh, Dale's road manager, which means that he actually had the summer off, and now he had to go back to a racetrack for the first time this week because Dale was at the racetrack this weekend, and I wanted to bring Tyler in to talk about it. Tyler, what was it like? To go back to a racetrack after your time off, extensive time off, I might add. Um, going back was cool um, just to see because there's a lot of people that we see every week. And so just to say hello to those people that I hadn't seen in a few months was cool. Um, it definitely had a different vibe not being there for with him as a driver. Um, there wasn't as much, um, I don't know, you just get that different vibe like, I've got to be here at this time and I got to go to the driver's meeting at this time. And this week was a lot more fluid. You could just go when you wanted to. Um, traditionally he goes into the the garage 30 minutes before practice. We were in there an hour and 45 minutes before practice. Um, he actually went over and talked to the team for, he was in the garage stall an hour before practice, just hanging out while they were getting the car set up. He stayed in the garage stall throughout practice. At one point during practice, they were going to a new set of tires. So Rob Lopes is maybe 20 yards away over by the haulers getting his tires ready. And I see Dale walk over there, and I was like, well, maybe he's just going to check on see what he's doing. He, like, Lopes is, he puts pressure in the tire, and it's ready to roll over there. And so Dale just grabs the tire, and Lopes gave him what the hell are you doing look because he didn't know it was Dale at first he's in street clothes he thought somebody was just grabbing his tire and so Dale grabs tire rolls it across the garage what 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 was he doing they were they were changing tires from the first set oh so Dale you're saying Dale started doing Lopes job uh well Lopes was putting the like airing them up and taking the notes but Dale was moving them for him 
I don't know if you mess with a tire man's tires. Yeah. To be honest with you. That's like messing with your baby now. Yeah, like just grabbing tires off the stack. I can see Lopes taking offense to it and maybe even bowing up on a guy if you go take his tires. You don't well, take a tire man's tires. The initial look he gave him was that look. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. I asked him <laughs> afterwards. I was like, you weren't happy right there. He's like, no, I didn't know who that was. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was Dale either. I was like, wow, he's doing some manual labor over there, but well, let's back up. Manual labor and rolling a tire across Those doesn't really. Are, well, he picked the. It was the t- the top tire on a four tire stack. So th- that's, <laughs> oh, wow. that's some heavy lifting, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, sure. I guess. I guess. Now, I would have been more impressed if he took like the second tire of a four tire stack. Yeah, <laughs> just pull it out. Yeah, right. No. Well, all right. So you're saying that Dale was very involved. I mean, because as long as we've been going to the track with Dale, I don't ever remember him being at practice an hour before practice starts right? as a driver. So, I don't know, maybe there's you know some ir- irony in that, the fact that when he's not driving, he gets in there an hour before practice. I'm sure they would yeah. love that if he yeah. was actually driving the car and was that uh, amped for practice, but I don't remember that ever happening. Well, he said, I mean, he went up there and he was like, well, I'm not just going to sit in the bus the whole time. So, I mean, on a normal race weekend, you go to the bus to get away from all the chaos yeah. and stress that is the race team. And thinking about the car and how it's handling and this and that. Um, but this week, he wanted to be there, wanted to be involved, show his face. Um, met with a lot of – there were a lot of fans there that were excited to see him, a lot of media excited to see him. So, Did you give him his, uh, you know, your traditional pre-race back rub? I do not do a pre-race back <laughs> rub. <laughs> uh, I, I do a pre-race, hey, we got to go to intros in 20 minutes. You did that. Did he go to the driver's meeting? Did not go because it was right after the Xfinity race. So oh, that's like, right. It was right. the checkered flag, and we went back to the bus for a little bit. He went to the team meeting in the in the cup hauler. Okay. So that was kind of cool. I was really hoping if Jeff Gordon was going to win a race, I thought it would be so cool that he wins the race when Junior's on the pit box so we could sort of take credit for being the crew chief yeah. uh, of that. But did, did Dale actually converse with Greg Ives of the engineers while on the pit box? Um, during the race, yeah. Uh, more so during cautions because um, – the. I mean, obviously, this is Greg's second year, so the way they interact and whatnot. So he's sort of got to see what Greg is, the mode he's in during the race when he's thinking about what he's looking at when he's making these decisions. So that part was unique for him to be able to see, well, this is the information Greg has and why he's thinking what he's thinking. Whereas if when you're in the car, you're just, you're thinking, okay, this is what I feel and I don't know why we're this is what I think we should do, whereas Greg might have a different perspective. And right. so it was different for Dale to be able to see that. Did he decide to be a tire guy during the race? No. He, no. he did sit on the pit box. At one point, he got got up and walked around down on the ground, but just to see like the pit crew and what they were doing before the stops. But for the most part, he just sat there, watched the race as a spectator. There you go. You know, one more thing I wanted to ask you. On Thursday, he went to Talladega as part of that victory tour. And he goes there. Uh, it, it, so people know, victory tour, like if you won a race last year, yep. you have to do two or three appearances for yeah. NASCAR at yep. racetracks to help them sell race tickets. It's always pretty fun. There's always some creative ideas that come out of it. So he goes to Talladega on Thursday to help sell tickets, and they had the Alabama gang there. Now, who all was there? It was Red Farmer, and yep. then Bobby and Donnie Allison were down there. They flew. They actually flew with us. So, you're saying Bobby and Donnie flew with Dale? Yeah. And you? Yeah. Did you talk to them on the plane? Uh, I did not. What? Well, Amy went too. So they the way they sit, you know, it's like they're two facing each other, 
And so we let Bobby and Donnie sit there. And that would have been awesome. Alex Bowman was in the back. I had a problem with one thing. They gave Dale Jr. They named him as an honorary member of the Alabama game. Is it, I'm accurate on this, right? Yeah. I got a problem with that. I'm from Alabama. The Alabama gang is sacred, all right? I don't let just some North Carolina guy. I don't even care if it's Dale. You don't let some North Carolina guys part of the Alabama gang? Yeah. Why did they do that? Because he's awesome at Talladega. But the Alabama gang, that's more than just a Talladega thing. That's, I mean, the Birmingham was, International Raceway, where I went to my first was, race. But Alabama gang, like, ruled that place. It was an ultimate show of respect. They said they had also inducted um, Kel Yarbrough, but Donnie, like, Donnie is, he's very witty and tells a lot of jokes and a lot of stories. He said that he didn't know who voted for Kel to get in there. So Dale's yeah, one of very few people that have even received honorary status. I would rather than make him an honorary Allison, not an honorary Alabama gang. <laughs> they made Kel Yarbrough and all. That, that, there's something wrong with that. I got a problem with that too. God, ain't nothing, ain't nothing sacred to you guys anymore. You need to be like the brand manager of the Alabama gang. Seriously, don't <laughs> let any old person in now. I don't know. First name Davis. You want to be a member of the Alabama gang? Here's your here's your uh, membership card. Definitely not cool enough to be in that gang. Man, I don't know. Seems like they let anybody. Were you Tyler? Did you get in there? Not yet. Not yet. Still maybe, working on. Maybe it? next year. Maybe on there yeah. at some point. You haven't gone to enough races this year to be. Yeah, you have to. I think twenty is the quota. <laughs> well, thanks for the update, Tyler. We appreciate it. We want to kind of get your take on the weekend with Dale. You're going to uh, all the other races too. At least uh, for some of it, you're not going to go to all the races. I'm sorry, you're going to go to all the race tracks. Yeah, we'll at least there. some point of a weekend. So, uh, we'll probably get you down here for some uh, for some more. Uh, updates on that. I look forward to that. All right. Hey, everyone. This is TJ Majors, host of Door Bumper Clear. Join fellow spotter Brett Griffin and I every Tuesday as we recap the race from our point of view. We will also answer questions from you, the fans, with our segments, Ask DBC, right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Let's drop the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. White Flag is brought to you by Exalta. We'd like to thank Exalta for its continued support and also thank Jeff Gordon and Alex Bowman. Obviously, these guys have been filling in uh, quite well for Dale Jr. Uh, and will do so for the remainder of the season. Actually, Bowman's now finally going to get a lot of races here. Yeah, I think Jeff's race is Martinsville. That's the only one that's he has it. left. That's it. He's got one yeah, left. So Alex yeah. is the rest of the way. So for all the latest news on Alex, Jeff, and the 88, head over to ExaltaRacing.com or follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Racing. So you know last week we sort of take some shots at uh, Tyler because of the way he wrote his white flag. Do you remember this, Taylor? Uh, absolutely. So he writes a white flag again this week. Let me just tell you, it's quite different. I'm going, I have not read it yet. I just have been tipped off by this, so I'm going to read it uh, for the first time aloud, and we will go. At the, he, was, he was actually pretty mad at me for taking so many shots. I read the white flag in his boring, monotone voice last week, and he took offense to it. So here we go. Let's see if, we, let's see if he's spicing it up a little bit. It's Charlotte Race Week, guys, exclamation point. Always exciting, always busy. If you're in town, be sure to stop by Junior Motorsports and check us out. Dell's Week gets rolling Tuesday morning with a nationwide appearance. He and Greg Ives will be chatting with a group of guests and then hanging out, signing some autographs. Looking forward to seeing some of our friends at Nationwide at that event, exclamation point. Saturday morning, in fact, everything he does ends with an exclamation point here, just so you guys know. Saturday morning, you get those sharp. What's that? Any all caps in there? No, 
that's actually, you're right. He is a boring SOB. He didn't even write a single thing in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning, get those Sharpies ready. Dell is heading to Memphis to sign autographs for fans at the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid Store from 9 to 10 a.m. local time. I guess that would be Central. Taylor, do we want to even talk about the difference between Central and Eastern time? Oh, gosh. Good gracious. I've, I've been defeated by that this week. We had a little bit of a, a mix-up on the Central, and, and I'll just say it happens. Don't worry about it, Taylor. Well, it, it happens. I understand I understand the time zones. I just forgot that Minneapolis was in Central time. It, it happens. I don't even know where Minneapolis actually is, so there you go. <laughs> Eastern, Central, Mountain, whatever. All right, where was I? So we, we have identified that the Memphis autograph session will be Central time. He'll be there with Kelly Earnhardt Miller and Kerry Earnhardt on behalf of True Timber. I don't travel much anymore, so I've never seen this place. But Tyler says the Bass Pro Pyramid Store is awesome. If is you're in Memphis sweet. or close by, come out and say hello. It'll be a good time. Was he taking a shot at me there? I think he was. Saying I don't travel much, knowing that I was going to read this. Oh, that's in the coffee? That's in the coffee. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. He, he says, I, I don't travel yeah. much anymore, so I've never that seen was, this place. That was, Ron, that was Ron Burgundy yesterday. Right. Yeah. He says, but Tyler no says the Bass Pro Pyramid Store is awesome. Because Tyler's been there once. It is once, pretty cool, though. One time. From there, Dell is hopping on the plane and heading back home because he'll be at Charlotte Motor Speedway Saturday night for the race. He's got a full lineup of sponsor meet and greets and hospitality appearances to knock out before the race starts. But once that green flag waves, Dale will be on top of the number 88 pit box to support Alex Bowman and the Exalta team. That is Tyler's attempt at being exciting. How did he do? Better than last week. Yeah, I would say he still has room to improve. What do you? I, I really all do. caps. I mean, emojis. Yeah. Right. He needs to include those too. Emoji. Because I'll do the emojis. I, I'll say it out loud. You can say those things. Anyways, I also want to add to that uh, white flag. We've got Dirty Mo Radio Delia gear in this store that I uh, currently uh, am sitting in the Exalted Studio. We are in the Junior Nation store, and I'm going to tell you something. You haven't bought Christmas presents, or you haven't even thought about Christmas presents or holiday gifts. I'm going to tell you right now, Dirty Mo Radio, Dale, yeah, hats, shirts, koozies. What else do we got, Davis? I can't even remember. We got a bunch. You need to buy some. Now, really, you need to buy some. And I went on the Shop Junior Nation. There's a few of them on there. I'm about to go leave this studio right now, and I'm going to implore the licensing people to fix that because uh, I've said it on White Flag. I know that the Dirty Mo Radio listeners are ready to go buy stuff. They need to get the Shop Junior Nation website fixed. That, that has all of the uh, merchandise so they can go buy their holiday gifts. And I will end on that. What do you think, Taylor? Any, any closing thoughts? I love you. I love you both. It's been fun, my man. Um, I look forward to I think I might come see you guys in the studio next week. You will? I think I will. Wow. Sounds like a good time. But right now I'm going to uh, see if I can get on an earlier flight. Come back to Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, you deserve that. An actual Paul Feinbaum guest would be live in our studio. <laughs> Can you bring Paul Feinbaum <laughs> with you? Be, there you yeah. go. I'm never going to hear the end of that one. No, you did Thank great. You, boys. you did great. Man, safe travels back. We appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, my man. Appreciate you and everybody. Thank you for listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Rate, review, subscribe, share. We forget to say share. You need to share. First Name Davis is going to put out this fantastic tweet here in a little while that says, hey, here's your new episode of the podcast. Here's your job, because a lot of you have already subscribed, and you probably have already reviewed. If you haven't, you need to. But you also share that podcast link. Share on Facebook, share it 
on Twitter, share it, get the word out, um, and we'll appreciate you. We really hope you have a good week, and this is the Dale Jr. Download. Take care. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 